The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. I'm so glad you mentioned him, Ross, because I think he's been a top five linebacker in the league this year. That's what the tape tells me. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, guiding your gridiron journey none other than your host, former NFL lineman Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It's a teaching tutorial Thursday presented, of course, by DraftKings. That means we've got the civilian goat, Greg Cosell. The NFL Films legend is in the house to break down some of the biggest games here in week. What is it? Week seven in the NFL? I lose track sometimes. Tomorrow, by the way. I promise I will announce a spread the word winner. So at Ross Tucker pod engage with that handle on any platform, especially a a quote post on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it. Take advantage of a sponsor. I got so many cool press passes. Now I really want to send them to you guys. I really want you in particular to have these press passes that nobody else gets Just make sure you take advantage of any of our sponsors that you hear on the show. Could just be DraftKings and send me the email, ross at rosstucker.com. And then the YouTube shout out is pretty cool because I'll do a video for whoever you want the video for. All you have to do is subscribe to the YouTube page and make a comment on any video. Patron of the day is Jim. I don't know if he's related to Tom Brady. He's our latest patron, patreon.com. Slash RT Media. Make sure you're a Tuckheads member so that you can be part of our private Slack channel, get the even money bets in black and white, all that stuff. It's big show time. The big show. All right, Greg. Always interesting when you have six teams on by, that means there's three less games this week, but still plenty of good ones for us to talk about, including tonight. You know, it's the Saints. Hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. I find both these teams interesting. I kind of thought, Greg, the Saints, the way they looked earlier in the year, I I thought they might run away with the NFC South. That hasn't happened. The Jaguars struggled early, but they seem to have kind of caught their stride. 
Trevor Lawrence is a little bit banged up, wearing a knee brace at practice. He said he's optimistic he's going to go. Let's dive into this one pretty deep since it's a couple of teams that have a great chance to win their divisions. Yeah, you know, it's interesting watching the Saints. Um, I think offensively, they've not reached the point where they hope to be by this point in the season. Um, I think their offense has been a little sporadic up and down. I think Carr has had moments, but I don't think their pass game has been particularly consistent. Um, It's not a matter of decision-making. I don't think he's having an issue there. I think he's missed some throws that you would expect him to make uh, with poor ball location. Um, defensively, they're always a difficult challenge, as you know, Ross. Dennis Allen and that staff do a really, really good job. Um, you know, they're, they're, when they go to their, their sub-defense, they tend to play dime. It's 3-2-6. They don't take Davis and Werner off the field. They're very multiple with what they can do with those two linebackers because they're linebackers and not just D-linemen. Um, they've gotten really solid play from their first round. I believe he was the first round pick, the rookie from Clemson, Brian Breesey. Um, he plays a lot of snaps and he's played well. Um, their secondary is solid. They're, they're a difficult defense to play against. And I'm really curious if Lawrence indeed goes, and we, I guess we won't know that as we're speaking right now. Uh, but if he goes, I think that to me is the more intriguing side of the ball from a tactical perspective. Does feel like Jacksonville has been getting better. Really, I would say, Greg, on both sides of the ball. Um, I know they didn't click quite as much offensively against the Colts, but even just watching in London, you know, boy, he makes some, as you would call it, Greg, he makes some high-level throws. Lawrence. Yeah, and he's, I think he's continuing to improve. Uh, he, you're right, he did not have his best game last week, but, you know, it's a long season, and we tend to be week to week, and I think you have to sometimes leave that alone. So he didn't play great last week, but Trevor Lawrence is clearly trending in the right direction. He looks really good throwing the football. I think he sees it clearly. He knows where to go. He, he, he's got a good arm. Um, you know, I think because his mechanics – over the last two years have improved, Ross. I think you see a little more juice on his throws. You know, when he came out, he never was a gun thrower, but I think there's a little more juice to his throws. He just looks like a confident thrower, knowing where he's going with the football. But as I said, this will be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, I mean, big challenge. And the Saints, it looks like they're going to be without both their starting tackles yeah. in this game. So there's a, there's a lot to get into in that one. How about arguably the game of the day? I mean, there's two that really jump out. The Eagles against the Dolphins and this matchup, the Lions and the Ravens, Greg. You know, we probably talked about this before, but I have been so fascinated by Aaron Glenn and that defense. I mean, he did some major self-scouting this offseason. He came into Detroit with the idea that he wanted to be a pressure defense and play a ton of man. And it didn't really work out. You know, we saw that early on. And toward the end of last year, he started to evolve a bit. And then this year, this is a team that plays a ton of zone. They're very disciplined. There's a lot of continuity. He's starting to move pieces around as he sees what his personnel can do. Aiden Hutchinson moves around. Jack Campbell, the rookie from Iowa, has become a really important part of this defense. Um, He lines up on the ball. He lines up off the ball. Uh, They've got another player in Derek Barnes who can both rush the quarterback off the edge and can and is essentially an off-the-ball linebacker. So he's starting to move his pieces around really well. Um, 
And I think that, you know, they have a corner named Jacobs, number 39, who I think has played really well going back to last year. Not a well-known name, uh, and obviously they got rid of Akuda a year ago or this offseason, and I think that that's one reason they did, because Jacobs has played really solid corner uh, for this Lions defense. You know what else, Greg? And I'm obviously a little bit biased, but, you know, it's year seven, I think, for him. And uh, my buddy from my hometown, who I've known since he was, I don't know, four or five years old, Alex Anzalone, I mean, last year he played well, and this year he may be having his best year. He is, I mean, he was a a wide receiver and a DB in 10th grade and then kind of grew into being a running back and a linebacker, but he uh, he's good in coverage. He's smart. I mean, I, I think he's an integral part of what they do. I'm so glad you mentioned him, Ross, because I think he's been a top five linebacker in the league this year. That's what the tape tells me. Um, He's played really well. He plays every down. He doesn't come off the field. As you know, he's big. He's athletic. He's physical. He's fast. He can play sideline to sideline. I think Anzalone, I would bet they would tell you he's the foundation of that defense. Um, And I think he's a really good player. And you're right. He's having his best year. And he is without question a top five linebacker in this league. Wow. That is unbelievable. Um, He came back from so many injuries. That's amazing. Um, On the other side, Greg, I I don't know if it's because it's year three. Is it year three now? Yeah. Golf is just playing better and better. Wow. Third year in a row. Yeah. I I mean, that's a fun offense to watch. I think you're dealing, you know, Again, you get into that whole debate about the pocket quarterback versus the second reaction quarterback. Obviously, Goff is not going to make plays outside of structure, but he is very comfortable in this offense. It's incredibly well-schemed with the pass game. The run game is diverse. Um, He looks extremely confident dropping back. He's now become a really good late-in-the-down quarterback, and by that I mean if the primary is not there, he'll stay there. He doesn't lose his his, his base. He doesn't lose his, his fundamental technique, and he'll wait it out and get it to the right receiver. Um, but as I said, schematically, they are among the best in the league with Ben Johnson as the offensive coordinator. Their spacing and their route concepts is phenomenal, so it really presents a clear picture for Goff. Um, this is a really fun offense to watch, and I, I've really enjoyed watching Jared Goff, probably going back to about the middle of last season. You know what else, Greg? Um, I think part of why he's a better late-in-the-down quarterback, he got a really good offensive line in front of him. Yes. You know what I mean? So, like, I think he has faith and trust in the pocket and in those guys' ability to keep him clean and and – you know, he, I think he realizes he has a little bit more time than than maybe he used to or maybe he did with the Rams. No, that's a great point um, because that is so critical because quarterbacks that are constantly under duress, Ross, and you know this, they start to anticipate and perceive pressure. That's not really there because they're expecting it. And I think you're 100% right about Gov. I'm sure he feels extremely comfortable behind that group. What about on the other side, the Ravens? Greg, um, we didn't talk about them on the other side of things. Yeah, the Ravens, you know, I think Lamar is actually playing pretty good football. Um, You know, I get the impression watching this offense that it's not quite where it's going to be yet with the pass game. Obviously, a new coordinator, Todd Monken. So he's 
you know, it's, it takes time because it's not just the quarterback, as you know. It's everybody involved. It's the receivers understanding how they have to run routes. It's the offensive line, probably different pass protection schemes. Not probably, there are. Um, so that all goes together. So it's not just Lamar Jackson. But I think he's actually playing at a pretty high level. Uh, when I watch their pass game overall, I still feel like it's a work in progress, going through the growing pains. You know, it has an up-and-down, week-to-week feel. Um, I think Jackson looks really good, but I don't think this past game has expanded into what it's it's going to become. Um, and obviously, there have been some really poor drops on really well-thrown ball, balls like Lamar. So, um, And we know their run game can be pretty solid. It's certainly not putting up the numbers we've seen in the past, but I think that's because there's been a change in focus. It's not just a run offense as it was under Greg Roman, where you're going to get a lot of volume and therefore a lot more yards. But I'm, I'm excited to see this offense continue to progress. Let's talk Cleveland Browns, Greg. I, I guess they're, they're playing against the Colts on Sunday. I tend to doubt Deshaun Watson will play yep. again. But I guess I'm more interested. This defense, Greg, they're, they're putting up, and it's early in the season. There's a long way to go. But they're putting up historical numbers right now <coughs> in terms of what they're getting done on that side of the ball. With Jim Schwartz, I mean, and I don't know, you you watch the tape closer than I do. I don't know that they're doing like a ton of like fancy stuff. It no. just seems like they're, they're good. They got good corners. They've got a really good D line and he's letting them play. Yeah. I mean, obviously every, every defense has tweaks and specific things, but you know, it was really interesting. Um, I expected when I put on the 49ers Browns tape this past week to see the Browns dominate. And in fact, the Niners marched up and down the field in the first half. The Niners really did not have a problem with the Browns defense much at all in the first half. Um, And in fact, Purdy made some really, really good throws. He may have made one of the best throws he's made since he's played and and IU dropped it. It was with pressure right in his face from a long stunt. And then in the second half of the game, um, everything changed because the 49ers just got so far behind the sticks, they couldn't function. Um, penalties, you know, a couple of negative plays, and it was third and 18, it seemed like, on every every down, you know, every uh, possession. Uh, but, you know, I, when I put on the tape, I was kind of surprised, because I don't think what was presented as the narrative of the game was what the tape showed. The 49ers moved the ball. Um, so it's, But they, clearly, the Browns have a very good defense. And, I, you know, what they do with their fronts really good. They move people around quite a bit. They've got some really good stunt concepts. Um, I think they're a fast defense. I love Delpit at safety. They play a lot of big nickel with three safeties. Our buddy from the Eagles, Rodney McLeod's getting meaningful snaps there and playing well. Um, so, you know, they, they, they're really good at all three levels. Um, but you're right. They're not you, – you don't think of them as a defense where they do a – ton of things schematically i'm sure they do i'm sure if jim schwartz was here he'd say hey we do a lot of things but it doesn't look like that on tape i'm really good at watching football and baseball tonight while i drink some labat blue lights with my friends might even uh end up getting a, a a post on social media make sure you follow me at ross tucker nfl and make sure you're drinking labat blue light living life to the power of we always enjoy responsibly beer Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Greg, let's dive into a few more matchups. How about the Chiefs hosting the Chargers? Um, You know, it doesn't feel like either one of these offenses are really hitting on all cylinders. And I was kind of disappointed with Justin Herbert 
Monday night against Dallas, that was a winnable game for him if he makes some of the throws that he missed. Yeah, he missed throws. Uh, you know, sometimes that happens. He missed throws in that game. Um, you know, it's interesting about her, but I, I've, I've watched him, obviously, since he came into the league. I watched him in college. Um, and I don't know this for a fact, so I don't want people to think I'm stating this as, as a factual statement. Just my sense watching Justin Herbert. There are times I feel he comes off his primary too quickly and looks to check downs. Um, And I think that, you know, that gets you completions. He's always had a high completion percentage. But I think sometimes he leaves some bigger play opportunities on the field. Um, You know, I don't want to say because, you know, I don't know this, but sometimes I wonder just watching the tape if he may be a little risk averse uh, and cautious. Um, Again, I'm not with him every day. Can't state that with any, you know, factual basis. Just my sense watching the tape. Um, On the other side of the ball, you know, what's really fascinating is the Chiefs pass game this season has been somewhat condensed, especially versus zone coverage. They have not been generating explosive plays. Um, And when I watched the tape, it made me look up stats, you know, because normally I start with the tape, Ross, as you know. I don't start with the stats. I start with the tape. Um, but his air yards per attempt versus zone coverage is among the lowest in the NFL. So they are not pushing the ball down the field at all versus zone coverage. I can't tell you why that is. I can only tell you what the tape shows, but there's no question that the explosive pass plays that we're used to seeing, and I'm not talking about Mahomes running around. I'm talking about within the structure of the offense. Those, those plays are not there, especially versus zone coverage. Greg, let's talk about the Dolphins and the Eagles. Juicy matchup. Yeah. Sunday night football should be an awesome one. Let's let's get into both sides of the ball on this one. Well, just a quick comment on the Eagles. I mean, we saw last week for the first time that I can recall in recent years, I really don't recall this, that the Eagles offensive line was kind of handled. Um, and you don't see that. And it wasn't just Jack Driscoll replacing Lane Johnson on the first possession. It was more or less across the board. Um, you know, I don't want to get into each individual player, you know, and say, oh, this guy only had a few bad snaps versus that guy. But uh, pretty much across the board, the Eagles offensive line was handled. And that's just something you don't see. Um, they couldn't generate any kind of run game at all. And therefore, they abandoned it in what was essentially a close game. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out this week against the Dolphins. Now, I think the juicier matchup for most will be the Dolphins offense versus the Eagles defense. And I assume Darius Slay will be back. Um, so he and Bradbury will play on the outside. And by the way, I don't think either one has had a great year up to this point. I don't think they played up to the, the expectations, particularly signing those new contracts. The, the safety position for the Eagles, we just don't know. And boy, is it hard to play against this Dolphins offense with with either inexperienced safeties or safeties that you that are backups in a sense. Um, you really have to try to take away the first window throws with Tua. It's more about coverage when you play the Dolphins than it is about pass rush because the ball comes out so quick, Ross. You know, unless it's third and eleven, the pass rush is not going to be a big factor. Tua's hardly been sacked. He's hardly been hit. The ball comes out. So it's more about coverage than pass rush. Wow. Um, it's interesting because I see all these people saying, you can't press them at the line. You can't be up and press them at the line. 
Well, if you're not pressing him at the line, then he's just going to get rid of it on the underneath throws to those guys and, and, and get easy completion. And that's the issue because they motion more than any team in the league, and it's very difficult to press versus motion. They give you an awful lot of eye candy with their motion as well. It's all designed to get free access off the ball. You get Waddle and Hill screaming off the ball with no one in front of them. It's a tough, tough deal. Um But as I said, all that motion, all that eye candy, what that does defensively is it shrinks your menu. You can't get to all the calls you may normally want to get to. So you pretty much just have to line up and play what you feel are your best, you know, one or two coverages. And don't forget the Dolphins will know that. They'll know that too. So they're a difficult defense to defend. And don't forget, they're still a difficult offense to defend. And don't forget, they still got a run game. They've got Mostert. So... Their offense in simplistic terms is they attack the perimeter with the run game and the middle of the field in their pass game. So it's a very difficult offense to defend. Any thoughts on Niners-Vikings, Greg? Um, You know, I'm real curious to see this one because of Brian Flores. They've blitzed a far higher percentage than any team in the league. I'm curious to see how Kyle Shanahan and his offensive staff will bounce back. Um... You know, and and will they? I think you do have to make some adjustments when you play Brian Flores because he's going to attack. Uh, so I'm just curious how Kyle Shanahan deals with that. I think they'll try to get back to a lot of their staples. Maybe they'll try to get to him in different ways. Um, but uh, I, you know, I don't think Brock Purdy was as bad as as people might have made him out to be last week. He missed some throws, just like Justin Herbert missed some throws, just like Joe Burrow missed a bunch of throws. You know, sometimes quarterbacks miss throws. Check him out on social media. He is the man. Gosh, I love Thursdays. So many good notes I wrote down to post on social media at Ross Tucker Pod. Follow him at Greg Cosell. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. The only thing almost as amazing as Greg is the game time app. I mean, I'm looking at today's game between the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. You can get in for $17. on the game time app in these, you know, 300 level, even 102, row 35, 50 bucks. It's amazing. I love the fact, literally, those of you watching on YouTube or DraftKings Network, look, you can see what the vantage point is like from your seat right there. That's how awesome it is. And with zone deals, you pick the section Game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. So you know you're getting the cheapest ticket, the best price, and you can see exactly what it looks like. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code ROSS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, so again, create an account and redeem code ROSS for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Ducks takes. All right, Ross, two big practice windows have been opened. Dolphins opened theirs for cornerback Jalen Ramsey less than three months after meniscus surgery, and the Cardinals do it for Kyler Murray and Buda Baker, so technically three, I guess. Well, the Jalen Ramsey one's really interesting. I didn't anticipate him coming back this year based on what Sports Injury Central, sixscore.com said. So he is, and I saw Dr. Chow tweet this, he is really pushing the limit of what anybody's ever done. I think Dr. Chow called it the uh, 
the Adrian Peterson of return from meniscus surgery. So that's one to watch. And then for the Cardinals, yeah, man, um, I, I think everybody is really curious to see Kyler Murray. Now, first of all, Buda Baker, it'd be huge for the Cardinals to get him back out there, especially before the trade deadline, if he's someone that they would consider trading. I mean, he's their best defensive player. They haven't had him. Kyler Murray's probably their best offensive player. They haven't had him. And they've been competitive without those two guys. I'm really curious to see when Kyler Murray, he's not going to play this week. I don't know, will he be ready next week or the week after that? We'll uh, we'll have to keep our eyes on that. But good news for both teams, because if those guys are out there practicing, they could be back sooner rather than later. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell officially gets his new contract through 2027. Dude, he makes so much money. He makes so much. I think it's, what, like $64 million a year? But then if you think about it, that's $2 million per team. And with all the TV rights deals and all the stuff he's done, that is like pennies for those teams compared to how much money they're making from the TV deals. So it's very easy to justify his salary. Although I guess the question you'd have to ask yourself is, you know, how would Jack Connell have done with these TV deals? How would I have done with these TV deals, right? Like how much credit does Goodell really deserve? But uh, the league is without question, thriving under his watch. So it's understandable. I would have done awful negotiating TV deals. We got some more news. Anthony Richardson will have that season-ending shoulder surgery, while Panthers safety Jeremy Chin is up out up to six weeks of the quad injury. So that just stinks for Richardson for all the reasons we've already talked about. And Chin was rumored to be a guy that could be potentially traded for. So that's interesting on that part of it, too. Jags signed quarterback Nathan Rourke from the practice squad, and the Chiefs trade a late-round pick swap with the Jets, bringing back wide receiver McCall Hardman. Well, and that's one of the things I'm writing about this week is McCall Hardman back with the Chiefs and just kind of buyer beware. Check out my column for the 33rd team. And then Nathan Rourke, I'm calling his brother's game for Ohio U, the MAC Player of the Year on Saturday at noon. And we got a game tonight, Ross. The Saints are host of the Jaguars. Who do you like and why? Well, first of all, I like DoorDash because it's delicious. Pizza cravings hit at halftime, ordering time. Dreaming about tacos during a timeout, they're on your doorstep. You want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash, get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. Feels like it's time, Jack, for the Saints to put it all together on defense, play well on offense. Their tackles being out concerns me. But also, Lawrence is less than 100%. Let's go 20-17, to 17 Saints. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft. All on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, to Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, BackOfficeSchedule.com, and the best gift you could ever give a loved one. It's called MyFrontPageStory.com.